This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to CHGO Bears After Dark, powered by DraftKings. Excited. Make sure you use the code CHGO with our guys at DraftKings. Excited for tonight. Another big night. Um, talking and, and gushing over Justin Fields. I'm driving the bus tonight. I know it's a scary thought. Will DeWitt's having fun doing some Big Ten basketball living and He's over at Assembly Hall watching his Indiana Hoosiers with his with his kids, so uh, we're happy for him. Uh, of course, I'm Gregory Braggs Jr. This is Nicholas Moriano, you know our our skilled reporter who only breaks the the correct news, and our guy Cody Delmondo. We appreciate you guys coming on. The, the, and you got the Illinois shirt on, so you're ready for Big Ten basketball as well, right, Cody? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm I'm happy to step in for Will tonight. Yeah, hey, well, we're all gonna try to carry the load, but we we miss Will and his expertise, you know, and um, you know, it's it's not easy to replace it. And there are no no two truths and a lie tonight, so I'm not gonna screw that segment up, Nick. Yeah, no, uh, I guess <laughs> I get a week going, you know, where I don't win that segment again, which kind of stinks for me, but I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm kind of good with, uh, you know, putting it back another week, but next week, you know, Greg, Will's going to have some tough I'll ones be, for I'll us. I'm getting better at it, but I feel like Will's dumbing it down to like a third grade level for me. So we appreciate him doing that. So, uh, yeah, you know, let's kick things off, you know, here, uh, just in a little bit, uh, our, our guy, D'Lo Brown, uh, former WWF Intercontinental Champion and diehard Bears fan will be coming on and joining us. But for now, we're going to kick it around and, and talk some, you know, Chicago Bears football and Justin Fields because that's all we – I mean, I don't think there was a person on earth that went to work today and was like, man, the Bears suck. And, you know, <laughs> like most of the time after the Bears lose, that's all you're talking about on the job side and everybody's just laughing about how terrible we are. That wasn't the case today. Uh, you know, and, and no, it's not a moral victory. I know people get real sensitive about those kind of statements, but at the same time, how else do you define it as a fan when everyone is feeling good the day after a loss and there's right. And it's rightfully so the bears fans have never had a franchise quarterback, let alone a potential superstar quarterback. So, Cody, I'm going to start with you, and then we'll go to Nick because Nick's been doing a lot of hard work and elbow grease at Hallis Hall and, and in the locker room uh, yesterday after the game. So, you know, Cody, I want to get your initial thoughts, you know, as the I'm ready to be hurt again fan. <laughs> are you hurting after this game? Um, I mean, the, the ending was annoying. It, I, and, like, originally I was pissed off, like, if you go through my Twitter timeline, I said I was going to go throw myself into Lake Michigan after that. <laughs> so, I mean, I was, I, I, it was, it was a very fresh and yet another frustrating way to lose. But I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's weird to say this, but like, you, I think we got the guy. Like, I think we got the quarterback. And like, I don't think I've ever been able to say that. And I was like, a, I was, I was, a, 
I was a Jay Cutler defender, you know, through the years. So, uh, you know, I don't we know, all like for I, at least a minute. <laughs> right. And like, I, what I love the most about him is just like every time the Dolphins scored, the Bears offense just came back out there and he like led them on like some sort of drive that you at least felt good about. There weren't many drives yesterday where you didn't feel good about the Bears offense. And like, I don't know if I've ever really like it definitely in recent years, you can't say that it's that it's a thing. And uh, the fact that they were able to just move the ball at ease yesterday against that team, I know that their defense is not as great as their offense, but like I, I, you know, from what I saw, like, you know, all I could think about is like, get this guy an offensive line, get him a wide receiver one and let's go to the Super Bowl. Like <laughs> that's the yeah. way, that's what I was thinking. Exactly. Cause if he you can know? do that with this talent around him, just imagine right. when they add in the off season and in the draft and I, and I feel decent about the way Ryan pulls draft, uh, you know, his draft evaluation, you know, you know, precedence. He's, he's pretty, he, I think he did a good job this last year. And I know Valus Jones is somebody that a lot of fans wring their hands about, but you know, just, I said it yesterday and we, we, we put the clip around and I was just, I was heated after the game, just as excited as I've been in a long time for any Chicago athlete. And I just compare it to some of those must see TV, Chicago athletes. Somebody said it, in the comments after our post game, Sammy Sosa, he was one of those guys. I'm a Cub fan, uh, but to me, more of the recent guys, Devin Hester and Derrick Rose, were the type of Chicago stars, superstars that you 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 scheduled around to make sure you watch their games. You stopped everything you were doing when the ball was in their hands. Devin Hester changed the way people viewed punting. When mm-hmm. before Devin Hester, you went to the fridge to get a beer. while the punt team came out if you're at the stadium you're going to the bathroom trying to get a quick bathroom break get back to your seat for the next series Devin Hester changed that you stayed in your seat for punting when Devin Hester was on the field and Justin Fields is now changing the way we view offense as Bears fans and now we're sitting here saying you know how many times are they going to score today you know, it's not about, oh, what, you know, can we scratch and claw our way to, you know, 17 points? Now I expect them to drop 30 next week. It's yeah. totally, it's just a total culture shift of everything we've ever viewed with Bears offense. And now we get to see this guy week in and week out. And it's must see TV. I can't, I, I can't wait for next Sunday. Nick, you know, you were at House Hall today, correct? And, you were able to kind of get some more different feedback from the coaches and everything else. You know, what were some of the vibes you were feeling around Hallis Hall? Well, a lot of the same vibes that were coming from the post game and just what players were saying at their lockers after, you know, that 35, 32 loss, the word special, you guys was, was how Justin Fields was described from his head coach. I got a chance to talk to Tevin Jenkins one-on-one and asked him about, Justin Fields breaking the record for for rushing by a quarterback. And he said, well, Justin's just a special guy. Cole Komet called him special today in his press conferences at, at Hallis Hall. So that's that's the buzzword going around right now. And, and that's not just here in Hallis Hall amongst Bears fans, us here on this podcast. That's what I think nationally people are starting to recognize about Justin Fields and what he's capable of doing still. Because like you guys mentioned it, 
he's doing this being in a, a, a new offense for the first year with a bunch of different pieces, guys that he's still trying to get acquainted with, but yet, and it's in a losing effort. Of course, the Bears want to win these games, but you're seeing individually what he's capable of doing. That 61-yard touchdown, that's special, you guys. Like, yep. There's not many quarterbacks. Maybe the one that's playing tonight, Lamar Jackson, can, can make that play happen. But other than that, there's not many. And, and so that called back this time, like the Vikings game. So it counts. <laughs> So I was when I was in the press box, you guys watching that happen. I I had Will Dewitt to my right, Herb Howard to my left, and I just watching him. I'm just in awe, of course, just kind of watching. But then immediately, I'm looking for the yellow laundry on the field. Like, is this gonna stand? Was there a hold somewhere? And it did. And I I could just I all I could do was shake my head and like this guy. Like you mentioned, Devin Hester. I used to be the biggest Devin Hester fan right here. But that's similar kind of vibe. When he's out there, you just you just never know. And like you said, going to the bat, like you used to go to the bathroom during punts. Now when Devin Hester was out yeah. there, you stayed your ass in your seat well, and you and watched. And that's what you're kind of doing with Justin Fields every time he gets the ball. You just don't know. And that's what makes it so exciting. And that's why, like, even though the Bears are losing these games, you can live with it as a Bears fan because you know that this team's going to get better next year with, like you mentioned, there's going to be a lot of draft capital, a lot of, uh, again, just salary cap that the Bears will have. So if you surround him with more talent and he keeps just ascending with what he's got around him, now we got something. Yep. And you like, like to keep with the Devin Hester comparisons as far as special, the other team would jump, run to their sideline. It like, you know, you're in the huddle or you're over on the bench you're not out. You're running. The other opponents. I we have video from NFL films that they'd be like, "Oh, Hester's out there. I'm gonna go watch this. You know, I got to see the show." And they're on the other team. They're trying to stop them. And you know, you'd hear guys like just shaking their head to the. You know, I see. I remember one time Charles Tillman was talking to a, a defensive player for Seattle when he housed one in the playoffs game, and he, they were just laughing. He's like, "This this boy, this boy is good. He's like, he is something. He's like, he's like, we told him." kick the ball out of bounds. He's like, we're just dumb. And I'll never forget those moments because that's the other team acknowledging greatness right in front of them while they're competing against them. And you saw it today or yesterday with Miami's head coach. He's joking with Justin Fields on the sidelines. He talked about it again today where he's, he's like, will you stop it? Like that. And he's just, he knows he can't. It's like video mm-hmm. game special. I don't play Madden as much as I used to. Uh, in fact, I don't get really much time to play it at all, but he's the type of player that you just like, it's like a create a player and you, yep. you want to run to your, like when, it, when you finally have one of those players on your team, you know, growing up as a kid playing video games a lot, you begged to have a player like that on your team. And when you did, you would run to your video game console just to, just to have him and say, this is our guy. This is my quarterback. This is my player, you know? And, so it's just funny. He is like it's like watching a video game, watching Justin Fields, and he these last five weeks has turned into something. It the 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 switch has flipped, and you see it. And we were like, okay, well, we just need to see him stack some consecutive weeks. Well, we've now seen it. There's no question about it. There's no more doubt. I can understand. I I was worried halfway through. I'm like, how does Ryan Poles view this guy if you can't evaluate him? Well, now he's gotten five weeks of solid evaluation. I don't see this offense falling off at all here the rest of the year. They're going to lose games, sure, but I don't think they're going to have any problem continuing to move the ball. So, you know, these are brighter days ahead for Bears fans. 
Maybe we'll lose some games in the short term, but in the long term, the big picture, we've got ourselves a quarterback. And it's it's so clear. It's as clear as day. It's a beautiful thing. So, uh, you know, appreciate everybody joining us here tonight. Um, you know, we do have a tailgate. We had a tailgate yesterday. Uh, it was really beautiful day in Chicago, uh, 68 degrees and sunny. And uh, it was a great turnout for the Bears-Dolphins tailgate. And we're having another one here coming up for the Lions game. So if you're coming to town or you go to the games weekly, please come by our tailgate. Have some fun. Uh, All you can eat, all you can drink. Tickets still available. Parking is an option with your ticket. Uh, It's a really short walk to the stadium. Uh, We get beanbag boards. We got Jenga, life-size, you know, big Jenga you know, uh, well, you got a DJ, we got everything else and, and a bunch of Bears fans ready to, you know, have some fun and rejoice over. We're going we're gonna to rejoice on Sunday that we have our quarterback. Mark's got some seance playing, Mark Carvin. But you uh, really we'll call see. it beanbag boards, Greg? What a, a bags, whatever. <laughs> Cor- cornhole, we're in the Midwest, we, man. Our guys, Chi-Town Cornhole, they call it cornhole. <laughs> I've called it bags my whole time. So I'm just Same, but I've always, never heard the term beanbag. Yeah, well, what I was before. trying to do was make a, you know, eloquent segue to our ad because, you know, Nick was rocking some beautiful shades yesterday, and I just was trying to fumble my way into the next portion of our show and give him a beautiful chance to shout out some of our sponsors. So there was my terrible segue. Why don't you go ahead? That's okay. <laughs> or That's okay. Cody, yeah. I, my idea going into this was that, because we're about to do the gambling segment <laughs> after this, was, you know, sometimes you need shades for because of the sun, and sometimes you need shades to cover your face after you lose too many bets. So, you know. Or you need shades fine. because the future is so bright for this Bears organization. Bang, I found it. There it is. Look at you, Greg. You did it, man. (laughs) You did it. Uh, Shady Rays. That's what we're talking about. If you've never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity substantial durability and styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle the best part about shady rays they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your shades on one day they told us that they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked if you drop them in the lake off a cliff anything if you if you break them at the tailgate on accident oh they'll, they'll send you another pair um like I said, they'll replace them. Even with a with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that can tell you that that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as the expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over two hundred thousand five star reviews. Shady Rays also provides ten meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed, and have donated over twenty million meals to date. They stand by their product and and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it, guys. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off. Two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54 redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all of their newest 
and best shades. Nicely done, Cody. Appreciate you all day. It's the first time I've ever read it, so you know I. I had to, I had to come out. I had to come out on uh, guns a blazing. Well, the options were either we split up these ad reads or we let Greg completely butcher <laughs> his way through all of them, and we chose <laughs> smartly chose you know option A. So, uh, yeah, we got a Monday night football game here coming up. Cody, you're you know the the resident betting expert, where yeah. money dreams come true. Um, but, um, you know, it's Ravens and saints tonight. Uh, what, what are your overall thoughts? What are some things you're looking at to help our listeners make some money tonight? So there's a lot of guys out for both teams tonight. Um, and I, I know every time I've came on here, I tell you guys, I'm taking the under, um, because of the trend. I think the under is 16 and 10 and one in prime time this year. The under hit last night uh, in the Titans chiefs game. Um, but I'm taking the under not only for the trend, but also because I just there's just so many guys out for both these teams. Um, like Rashad Bateman's out. Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, losing train of thought. Um, for the Ravens or the Saints? Gus, we... Gus Edwards. Yeah, I think he's oh, out. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's another Ravens player too. Uh, no, I don't. No, it's questionable. Him. Okay, there's there's another name. I'm pretty sure, but even on the Saints side as well, like you know, Michael Thomas on IR, uh, Jarvis Landry is out, um, and Mark Ingram is out. Uh, I I don't know. I just to me, uh, it just I, I'm 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 riding the under for that factor alone, and I I also think there'd just be long possessions eating up the clock, um, so. That's one thing. I also like Alvin Kamara on the rushing yards. One, because um, Mark Ingram is out, so he's going to get like all the touches at running back. I think the, to- the total for it is 63.5. It opened at 60.5, so uh, it's only moved. The money has gone towards the over, so just seems like the right play there. Um, so, yeah, that and I'm going to take the Saints on the money line uh, as a home dog. Uh I just think this is a must-win game for them. Uh, I think that they that they need this game more than the Ravens do. Uh, I don't like the fact that I'm going to be betting on Andy Dalton, but I also think they're, <laughs> they're going to. I think did they're going to. Did you already be, do this on a Monday night game? I, I feel did this. Like I'm getting I did, deja vu here. I did so this like, on a Thursday night game. Thursday night, yes. <laughs> this is. I said this off air. I said this is a big Andy Dalton. You owe me bet. Okay. Yeah, because he threw in that game, he threw a big touchdown to start, and then I think he followed it up with like three interceptions, like yeah. two, two pick sixes or something. Yeah, he threw two pick sixes in the second <laughs> quarter. Uh, and at one point, the Saints were leading like 16 to nine over the Cardinals. And uh, <laughs> yeah, then they end up losing by like 10 points. And the, the entire game script completely changed after Andy Dalton threw those two pick sixes. So I. Uh, the key for the Saints, obviously, is to not turn the ball over so Andy Dalton can't make those mistakes. But, uh, you know, one of the reasons I like Kamara on the yards is because the Ravens' run defense isn't that great. So um, I think if the Saints can run the ball, they'll be able to control the clock a little bit more. And, uh, you know, Gus Edwards out, Kenyon Drake in. I eh, I don't. I don't, I've had Kenyon Drake on my fantasy team enough times. He doesn't move the needle for me. Um, so Taysom, yeah, I, Taysom Hill sitting there. Yeah, yep, Taysom Hill. Uh, I'm plus actually. I kind of sprinkled on Taysom Hill first touchdown at plus eleven hundred. Um, oh. 
I don't, I, it, that's what I, I like to just, you know, pick kind of a long shot on the first touchdowns just because the value is so high. Uh, but you know how the Saints uh, offense, they can get a little gadgety sometimes. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I always feel like Taysom Hill is doing something big on prime so time. So what are your, yeah. your, for Taysom Hill first time touchdown score, you're at what? Plus 1,200? I, I got it at plus 1,100. Yeah, it's sitting at plus 1,200 now. Nice. And it's and, and surprised me too seeing Lamar Jackson at plus 1,000 for first time, first, first touchdown score. That's interesting. You know? Yeah. You know, with like you mentioned, with all the receiving options out, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to limit what they can do in the red zone. And Lamar could just pull a Justin Fields and say, I'm doing it myself. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. no Justin Fields. I made that <laughs> statement on Twitter yesterday, and some of Ravens' Twitter found it. And I don't care. I stand I I by it. He's bigger than uh, Lamar Jackson, and he's yeah. faster. He's currently faster than him. That's a fact. If you don't like well, it, I, I, I think you that. say this. Uh, I would say that maybe Fields to start his career is shown to be more of a passer than Lamar Jackson did at the beginning of his career. Yeah. So bigger, I mean, he's bigger than him. He's currently <laughs> faster than him. Lamar was probably faster to start his career, but Lamar's put on some muscle. But mm. Justin is currently faster now. And yes, he has a better arm. You know, he has to put it all together and prove it. Lamar Jackson mm. won MVP. I get that. I understand <laughs> the resume difference. I'm yeah. talking about the higher ceiling potential, which our quarterback has. I just love saying it. It never gets old. I mean, that Mark Carmen and Adam, we're going off script here with the betting segment, but for real, Mark Carmen, they're all giving me crap for all these comparisons with Fields. And then he says, yeah, uh, Fields is like Barry Sanders today. Like, get out of here. Come on now. And I, 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 I come up with these crazy comparisons that he says Barry Sanders, who you should never compare anyone to. Go ahead. Yeah. Your no, you're fine. Um, <laughs> one other one other play that I like is Isaiah Likely uh, under on the receiving, which some people would say that they should take the over with so many guys out for the Ravens. So he's going to be one of the main receiving options. But the Saints are one of the top teams against tight ends. Like their defense is one of the top teams against the tight ends. I was reading today. So um, – I would say that's kind of a trap if you took the over. Um, you can get the un- – I got the under on DraftKings, uh, which is like 40 – is that 40 yards? Um, and it was at plus 100. So I thought that was – I got that was some decent value. So, um, yeah. And, li- and likely has the great picture where everyone uses it to – for a great meme, likely 80, you know. Ah, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I enjoy that a lot. And I do tell enjoy people that. tell people make a fat joke at my expense <laughs> uh, using it. Then it's not allowed. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah. Nick, what do you got for tonight? Uh you got anything cooking in the in the chamber to make some money? I do just some very unrealistic things have to happen. But I to go back to what Cody was saying on the under, I just look at what the Saints did last week against the Las Vegas Raiders, shutting them out in a 24-0 victory, and then coming on Monday night with all the people missing. I think this is shaping out to be one of those matchups where you, you're going to see not as many points scored in this one. Um, I have Lamar Jackson over on the rushing prop. Um, I forget exactly where it's at, but I think he's definitely more than capable of you know getting a lane and kind of exploiting you know what the Saints defense is bringing and then Alvin Kamara anytime touchdown score like I mean I think that's always something that you have to factor in when you're thinking about a Saints team that last time they played on prime time where there are all those interceptions just give it to your best playmaker make it simple easy let him get those handoffs 
And also, like you, Cody, I do have Taysom Hill, um, you know, scoring. Not as a first touchdown scorer, but they just like to get, like you said, gimmicky right when they get in the red zone. And anytime you see Taysom Hill in there, it's like, all right, this guy's probably going to get his, what, one to three handoffs in the game, and it's going to come in the red zone. He's probably going to score. So I, I do think that is an enticing um, you know, bet to make if you're you're looking to, you know, put some money down. But definitely yeah. the under and you know, Andy Dalton, like, can you trust him? <laughs> That's a good question. What do you guys hey wait, Roquan Smith's gonna be playing in this one, you guys. Are are we how are we feeling about that? Seeing Roquan in, in Ravens in a Ravens uniform. That's gonna be a little different, obviously, in terms of what Bears fans are used to. I know he had an um a letter come out earlier today, you know, kinda yeah. issuing his thanks to, to Bears fans, which Obviously, you know, his his time here in Chicago ended, uh, you know, a little bit weird with every the trade request and, you know, being shocked that he was traded, which I thought was kind of interesting because he has to be traded. And, well, he was. Well, what's but, his, uh, what's yeah. his line? Does he have a line for, like, sacks? Is there an over-under for sacks Ooh. for Roquan Smith? Because, I mean, they, they just got him. Why not, you know, send him loose a couple times? You have to imagine they're going to at least try it, you'd think. Yeah, I can pull it up real quick. I don't, I'm not someone who likes taking uh, or betting on like defensive Sense. props or anything like that. Because well, I was I mean, going to say the other prop I'm thinking, well, we just talked about Andy Dalton while you find that, that stat. Um, the one I'm looking at even, now, we, we just talked about Andy Dalton pick sixes. Well, hey, he's always good for one. He sucks. Baltimore Ravens defense and special teams plus 600. So Andy mm-hmm. Dalton could give you some money too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So they don't have a prop for Roquan Smith on the sacks. It's either uh, man, I'm getting good at this because now two weeks now I'm finding stats that they don't have listed. You know, I'm now I'm like going to. I went from like not knowing anything about gambling. Now I'm going so deep into it that I'm finding things that don't even exist on the book. So I got to find yeah, a middle. I like. I like what Will, uh, not Will, sorry, Nick. Um, Nick said about how about how he liked the under two. So um, you can get Will Lutz over one and a half field goals at minus mm-hmm. one fifteen. They have the same thing for Justin Tucker, but it's minus one seventy five. So that's, like, there's no value there. Um, so you know, I like if you, that. If you think that there's going to not be a lot of points, you know that that over one and a half on Will Lutz field goals isn't a bad idea so you need will lutz to kick like six field goals for me to win my fantasy matchup so that'd be just fantastic if we can have will lutz just kick his way into uh you know a victory over there and also for my fantasy team that'd be great there you go well cody we appreciate everything that you bring to the table here um you're always making our our viewers money and um we you know i know that's that's the best gift you can give anyone during the holiday season so that's what uh, I try to know, do. Well, we appreciate it. And I look forward to doing some more college basketball talk with you here in the not too distant future as, as that kicks off here tonight. So go enjoy your college basketball and uh, we'll let you ride for tonight and see you here soon. All right, guys. Well, I, I appreciate you. Uh, D'Lo, when you come in, a uh, huge fan when I was a kid. Um, have a good time talking to him. And well, uh yeah. Well, I can promise you one day we're going to get him to a CHGO Bears tailgate. And <laughs> you you can trade WWF stories all day long. He loves talking that stuff. Uh, so maybe one day we'll have him come and frog splash 
Mark Carmen onto a table. I, that's my dream now. And that it's going would to be happen. that'd be incredible content. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. It would go more viral than Mark's uh, video of J- Justin Jones slandering oh, yeah. New England eight Patriots. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Later. That one took heat, but uh, we certainly hope so. We certainly <laughs> hope so. At the very least, we'll get to enjoy a frog splash. So, uh, Cody, thanks again. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, guys. I'll see you. Hey, Cody. All right, that is Cody Del Mendo, our CHGO bets expert. Him and Sean Anderson do a great job on CHGO bets. He's also on CHGO Cubs covering the whole off season with Ryan Herrera and Luke Stuckmeyer. They do an excellent job. So we appreciate his services here on bears after dark. So uh, D'Lo Brown on deck coming right up, but first a word from our sponsors. Yes. And I got to tell everybody about next Evo. There are a lot of different CBD products out there and it can be a little overwhelming to know which one is right for you. Next Evo naturals are developed with smart, sorb technology which is clinically proven to help your body absorb cbd four times better than regular cbd oil so i've noticed the next evo revive helping me when i'm dealing with muscle soreness after a workout and that's why it's important to take next evo daily so that it can help you out and next evo naturals are scientifically formulated to deliver more cbd in a way your body can actually use it that'd be nice right using a product that your body can actually use and it's clinically proven to have four times better absorption. So don't settle for less. Get your supply of Next Evo Naturals Revive CBD Complex today or shop their gummies, capsules, and mints proven to absorb four times faster than CBD oil. You can get up to 25% off when you subscribe and spend $40 or more at nextevo.com recover with promo code BEARS. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot com forward slash recover with promo code bears there it is so you know um exciting here uh for chgo bears after dark bringing on our special guest who's waiting in the back room let's bring him on now my guy d'lo brown from what's the going on fellas how we doing how D-Lo you doing man of the nation I- of domination d'lo i gotta tell you um Everybody at CHGO has has been in the in the chats all day talking about how every literally we we got people lining up to try to hop in this show tonight to talk to you. So one day we'll have to get you out to a tailgate so you can meet all these fools because uh, we're all really excited to have you on tonight. So we appreciate you coming, Bryce. You know we'll make it happen uh, sooner rather than later. Not that it's winter time. No, not now. We'll wait till next year. <laughs> oh, the Vegas is softening you up, my friend. <laughs> Look, it hit, it hit, ready, it hit, the temperature dropped, it was like Antarctica today, it was 54 degrees, and I had on the heat, a blanket, electric blanket, a comforter, man, the Vegas sun has made my blood real thin. (laughs) That's funny, yeah, it's been a lot of fun getting to know you here these last few years, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool for me uh, to call you a friend, you know, but, um, it's it just this passion we share for the bears, by the way, this is something I do. That's not great. My wife would be the first one to tell you that I do a terrible job of introducing people, but alongside me here, a man that needs no introduction. D'Lo, I know you follow the bears beat well, but this is our, my good friend and, and, and co-host here for tonight's show, Nicholas Moriano, who's been covering the bears for a long time. 
here. He does a lot of a good work. So I had to make sure I get the introductions out of the way before we get into this. Nicholas, I follow you. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is awesome. Yeah. My pleasure, man. My pleasure, guys. So now that we've got the pleasantries out of the way, I did want you to kind of give us a little bit of, you know, a rundown for the people I, you've told me and you've been on, you know, some of my shows in previous years tell, to tell the story of how you became a Bears fan. Cause there's a lot of people in the chat excited to see you that maybe haven't heard the story before. So mm-hmm. maybe share it with some of the, the, the listeners and the, and the people that are, are just getting to know you now as, as the diehard Bears fan that a lot of us already do know you as. Uh, I'm sure I was, uh, it was, the year was uh, 1979, I believe. And I'm, I'm a kid who grew up near Philadelphia. So the the Bears came in to play Philly that day. And as all my, my brother was there with his friends, and they were all Eagles fans. And to this day, I hate the damn Eagles because of it. <laughs> Except for now I got to follow him because damn Robert Quinn. Anyway, so <laughs> sitting there watching the game, and the Bears are losing, and, and my brother and his boys are clowning the Bears. And I'm like, you know what? Screw this. That I like that. I like that team. They're wearing blue. My last name is Connor. They got a C on their helmet. That's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, I see this dude hit the hole, stop, spin, run 30 yards to the left, stop on a dime, spin 60 yards, run to the right, touchdown. Walter Payton, been a fan ever since. Literally, my middle daughter, her name is Payton. Um, I'm a Bear fan through and through. My ex-wife, her nickname was Sweetness. So, like, I've been a Bear fan since I was nine years old. And this is before they were good. So no, no one jumped on the 85 bandwagon. This was when they sucked. Yeah. Um, and so now the other part of this story that I really enjoy is, you know, obviously everyone knows you from the nation of domination, you mm-hmm. and the rock and, and all those guys in, in the, in the glory days of, you know, WWF wrestling for a lot of us. And, you know, part of this story that I just love is, you know, you're born and raised in Philly, but for anybody that watched you, you were introduced from Chicago. Yeah. And you know, you've told me that story before that you chose that because of your affinity for this city and this team. Yeah. I mean, I, I immediately identify with the city of Chicago being that hard work Midwestern don't take crap, just work your ass off. Don't care. And I didn't have the pleasure of being born in Chicago, but I think something more important, I chose to be from Chicago and represent Chicago because they were the values that I wanted and then tried to instill in my life. So um, that's why I love Chicago. That's why that's my home. That's my chosen home. That's my place I want to represent no matter where I go in the world, the city of Chicago. Hell yeah, man. That's great. You know, hard hat, lunch pail. That's the Midwestern ethic. And uh, you certainly epitomize that. Um, throughout your wrestling career and the internet intercontinental champion that you are. So, you know, you talk about Walter Payton and how he stood out to you and mm-hmm. I, that was before my time before next time, you know, we, we, we didn't get to grow up watching Walter Payton play. I saw Barry Sanders on TV, but he wasn't on my team. He wasn't my guy. Right. And, something we were talking about before you came on was like who we compare him to is Devin Hester, you know, because he's becoming this player that you can't leave your couch. You can't leave your seat in the stadium. You there is, you're not going to want to miss another snap the rest of his career. He has that kind of special, like Nick was talking about all the, his teammates were saying in the locker room today at Hallis hall, you know, for you who's seen more bears than us, 
seen Walter Payton's ascension to greatness, mm-hmm. you know, where do you see Justin Fields as it stands right now in this ascension into, you know, a franchise quarterback and potentially a superstar quarterback? Um, when I look at Justin, and I, I told you this before, you and me sitting at Hooters in, 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 in Chicago not too long ago, Justin's got that it factor where you just got to watch him. You got to see what he's going to do next year. You got that, oh, my, that Patrick Mahomes, like, oh, did I just see him do that? I can't wait for the replay. And, and he needs a few more years of consistency on this arc up. But, man, if, if Justin can keep replicating what he's done over the last, let's say, three games, and I think we need to stop measuring Justin in terms of yardage completed through the air and just look at him as a total yardage quarterback. And if he gets me 300, 400 yards of total offense from his spot, man, he could be right up there next to Sweetness as one of the greatest Bears of all time. Like, he's just got to be stay healthy. They've got to learn to use him the right way, which it seems like they're, 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 they're training to do that right now. Um, he could be right there. Now, I'm not trying to put the cart before the horse and, and run it 1,000 miles an hour. This is – Mile marker 10 of a marathon, and we're, we're trending up right now. But um, Justin is looking really, really good. He's electric. Dilo, let me ask you this, keeping the discussion on Justin Fields. Is there any type of reservation, knowing that this is the Bears quarterback? It's weird talking like all those, those yeah. you know, superlatives and all these, like, adjectives about a quarterback that plays for the Bears. Is there any type of reservation – knowing like what this franchise hasn't had at that position, but mm-hmm. what may be there in, in Justin Fields right now? Tons because you sit there and hold your breath because, damn, he's getting good. Wait, he's wearing a Bears uniform. We don't know what a good quarterback is like. Like, so you, you're like, oh, no, I, I'm waiting for the day we go, oh, no, we suck again. I'm waiting for that moment because I've never had a franchise quarterback ever. They don't even fly over Chicago. They fly in, they beat us, they leave. Like, so to have a guy wearing our uniform representing our team and to be that dynamic where other people in the league are going, I wish that was my quarterback. This is a first for all of us. And I'm glad we're taking this ride together. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you were at training camp um, Mm -hmm. when you were, it made your stop in Chicago. You, you know, do work still in the wrestling community for impact wrestling. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when you guys made a stop here, you went out to training camp and got to see this. And, you know, one of my observations at camp was, you know, Luke Getze and this offensive coordinator, you know, coming over from Green Bay, trying to instill some of the Green Bay philosophies. The one that really stood out and some people highlighted it and put it on Twitter videos and otherwise of the handoffs, the play action, you know, uh, some some of those techniques that are coming over from Green Bay where they, where, Aaron Rodgers, we've seen it a million times. Like play action seems so simple, right? But the ones that do it the best have the technique, the minute details of the play action, whether it's tucking the ball and hiding it correctly mm-hmm. or with Aaron Rodgers, the way he drags his hand to make it look like it's still there and then comes around and, and even the spin to, to spin with conviction and not, you know, just come out, you know, lazily, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the things that make a difference between a good play action, t- a bad play action game and a good one. And so a few times this year, the bears have tried to run this little hand, like delayed hand twist to the outside play action. And there's been a defender right in his face and it hasn't worked. They tried mm-hmm. to run it against green Bay. Well then yesterday, you know, the fruits of their labor with this, 
They run it with Cole Komet in the red zone touchdown. Mm -hmm. It was beautifully executed. How does that make you feel, D'Lo, to know that we're taking Green Bay's playbook and executing it to perfection while Green Bay has their st- Aaron Rodgers, who has given us crap for decades, is throwing three interceptions in the red zone. This occurred on the same day. I didn't know if I was like dead and had gone to heaven or something, but how does that make you feel even to like understand that that was something that occurred yesterday? Uh, I'll put it like this. I guarantee you us in Chicago feel better about a three and six record than they do up in Green Bay about their three and six record. So that, right. that says it all. Um, and it's funny you highlighted that play because to me, that was my favorite play of yesterday. That, that play action boot where Justin with the extended handoff and he had to, he, it showed everything that Justin was. The play action fake, leaving the unaccounted defensive end and then Justin had to beat him and then throwing a laser to commit for the touchdown. He had to do everything right or that thing gets blown up 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Because there's a point where he's got his back to the defender. And if that defender doesn't buy the fake, and if Justin doesn't have the athleticism to get around him, that play is dead to right. So that, to me, right there showed everything Justin is and you should be excited about. Now, let's talk about that team up north. Welcome to our club. (laughs) Welcome. Get get comfy. Get ready. ready. It sucks not having a franchise quarterback. Get ready ready you've had 30 years of excellence i've been waiting my whole life to say this green bay sucks yeah and this time it actually you know it it's, it's, it's not just a it's, chant we say through the no. tunnel mm-hmm. it's, it's becoming it's, truth it's real so hyperbole they don't have they don't have a receiver they don't have an offensive line and their quarterback for the first time is starting to look old welcome to hell green bay <laughs> welcome to hell is right d-lo i'm just curious being obviously bears fans here we know what it's like to have a defense as being the identity Mm -hmm. of the team well that really isn't part of the equation for this current bears team as it stands today (laughs) what what has that been like to see almost like an identity switch the bears can put up points with the best of them they also could give up points with the best of them in terms of trying to actually play defense. What's been been like for you just seeing kind of like that identity switch, at least for this season, as, as we're kind of seeing Justin Fields ascend and the defense go in the complete opposite direction? It, it, it's, it's weird because I've always been used to watching the defense go out there and just dominate people. No matter who was wearing the uniform, they were going to ball. They were going to play and they were going to shut down your best player. And we were either going to win a game 16-9 or lose the game 16-9. And so I've been that route. Now, I've got to tell you, it was a little uncomfortable watching Miami just walk up and down the field four or five times in a row and score. And I'm like, oh. But then at the same time, I'm like, all right, here comes Justin. We're, 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 we're checking going one for one with them. And if it wasn't for a freaking block punt for a touchdown, we actually, our offense scored more than Miami. All right. So for me, I'm like, all right, as long as we can compete and stay one for one with them, and not exchange field goals for touchdowns. You know what? We tried the defensive side before. Let's go offense because I've seen those high-powered offense and always marveled what would that look like in blue and orange. So now let's 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 go for it. Let's see what we can do with it. And, and I'm ready for the ride. I'm going to be a little frustrated watching my boys on D struggle. But all they got to do is come up with one or two stops a game, which, you know, throughout everything, they did that yesterday. They came up with two big stops in the fourth quarter. Well, we made a sacrifice on defense, trading Roquan mm-hmm. Smith away for future 
draft equity and then flipped some of our own draft equity for Chase Claypool. Yep. I'll How did it. you feel? Where, like, what were you thinking the moment that news broke? bringing Chase Claypool in, you know, how did you think he did yesterday and how do you, you know, what's your overall vision for how he can, you know, make, you know, develop chemistry with Justin Fields. I'll put it like this. Claypool got 27 snaps on two days of practice. That's crazy. And and was still a factor because he was getting doubled a few times. And remember I told you, I said, commit's going to have a game. I said, Claypool being out there is going to let commit roam a little bit and lo and behold, two touchdowns. Wait till Komet gets up to speed on the playbook. And you got to think he, he drew two personal fouls. One, it didn't get called. Uh, one, you know, um, uh, um, pass interference, it didn't get called. But he drew two PIs. So I think once Claypool gets up to speed on the book and, and Justin's not in the, in the huddle going, you run a fly, you run, you run a post, you run a corner. Once he knows what's going on, look, they're scoring 30 points a game and he doesn't know what's going on. Wait till two weeks from now. Wait till yeah. he gets in that playbook. I, I'm I I I love that we have a one A receiver now. Now we need to go out and get a one, and we right. can put Mooney we put Mooney where he belongs in the slot so he can roam the middle. But you're starting. Well, to you get saw that yesterday. You saw yeah. getting Chase Claypool in there open things up for Darnell Mooney. Yeah, huge so, day. You know, last year Allen Robinson didn't have a great year, but he at least took attention off Darnell Mooney and Darnell Mooney had a great year last year. So one game in and he's back to the Darnell Mooney. We all know and love. Yeah. I, I love it. And I think that's the Claypool effect. And I think once again, when he gets up to speed, I don't think 30 points of offense is going to be something where we got to get used to seeing that. I'll put it like that. We got to get used to seeing 30 points on a weekly basis. Which is, again, just a strange concept to think, but that's the Bears offense and what it could be in this day and age. I'm going to slightly switch the conversation here, D'Lo. I, I imagine mm-hmm. when Fields is running around, avoiding defenders, and, you know, running 61 yards down the field for a touchdown, there's a certain type of high he must feel when Soldier Fields just rocking and, you know, just embracing what he's just doing. Mm-hmm. But when did that feeling come for you in your professional career where you just have this this type of high that, Maybe Justin Fields gets when he runs 61 yards down for a touchdown. Where did that come in your professional career? Man, you can just look at any Monday night where I walked out on Raw and, and the music hits and the crowd is either booing us or cheering us. And when you've got, you know, 25,000 people either chanting D'Lo or D'Lo sucks, that's kind of a badass feeling. So um, what did anytime- you like doing more? Did you like being the heel more or the hero? I like being the heel because it's not who I am. So I, I got to be somebody I wasn't. You know, it, it's you get to be the bad guy you always wanted to be in high school, and that was me. Um, <laughs> so I, I like being the bad guy. Besides, there's no rules for being a bad guy. You just do whatever you want out there. Good guys got to kiss babies and, and, and say all the right things. Bad guys just do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, for sure. And we have a lot of people in the chat, obviously, very excited. Uh, Ravi, who I, I'm pretty sure I met at the – uh, tailgate if it's the same Robbie I'm assuming as much uh just going crazy in the chant excited uh you know name and off nation and domination and everything else and he did have a question and uh, we're happy to take anybody in the chat's questions for D-Lo mm-hmm. uh you know obviously people very excited for you to come in and we appreciate you joining us D-Lo uh and he wants to know are you planning to be in any re- wrestling documentaries you know he's been watching those on Vice and they're really well done and and also the ones on A&E they've done here recently too have been really good. Has anybody reached out to you or there, is there any kind of those kind of things in the works? Uh, I've been on a couple of the dark side of the rings already. Um, and I know I didn't do any of this past season, 
there's potential to do some uh, next season, just me talking about some of the stories from uh, my life in the business. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's something I'm always open to and we've had discussions about. So, yeah, you'll see me out there sooner or later. And the A&E ones have been really well done. But all of them are really good. Dark Sides are good. The A&E ones are good. I mean, they're, they do a really good job of, of, of capturing the essence of pro wrestling and, and making it a way where anyone can digest the, uh, the information. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's great to hear the backstories. Uh, Ray Mysterio's this year was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. He was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. You know, um, quickly back to the Bears, and, and there's a few other, you know, questions in the chat, and we'll certainly try to get to as many as we can. But I, I am curious of your thoughts going into this Sunday because I feel like, yeah, I'm very competitive, and we do our picks, you know, for uh, mm-hmm. our CHTO Bears team each week. And, you know, I'd be lying if I am not keeping track of who's winning and who's losing here week to week. Early in the season, it wasn't as much. But now that we're starting to find out who's going to be, you know, you know, at the bottom or at the top, I'm, I'm getting my competitive juices flowing. And now that Justin's going off, this team is harder and harder to pick each week. I mean, they could yeah. have won here against the Dolphins, even in spite of this defense you know, not being able to stop very much. Now they play the Detroit Lions here coming up on Sunday on the lakefront. And, mm-hmm. you know, Detroit is always Detroit until they're not Detroit, as far as I'm concerned. Not trying mm-hmm. to tip my pick to Nick over here. But at the same time, uh, they give up a lot of points. They score a lot of points. So I feel another shootout is in the making. You know, what are your thoughts going into this game? Do you think that they're – like how much do you put it as there's no way the bears won't win this game. And I'll never say that because Detroit is, is frisky just like we are. They've been in every game this year. I think they got blown out once, but they've been in every game. Um, they tend to lose late. I just say that um, I think the bears went on the lakefront this weekend. Uh, I, I, I see our offense going out there and just purring and humming. And I don't want to put the, the, the jinx on them. Let's, let's go out there and, and run again. The minute I say that, Watch them put up a clunker and score three. Um, but I, 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 until Detroit can prove they're not Detroit, then then we're going to go out there and, and and go do what we do. And our quarterbacks always seem to have their their best games against Detroit. So, well, and it does like the Washington game was the trap game, right? Earlier in the mm-hmm. year, they played well offensively and lost to Minnesota in heartbreaking fashion. Fields mm-hmm. had an amazing run that was called back. Everyone was like, okay, they are beating Washington on the lakefront. But that was on short rest yes. and, you know, on Thursday night football, and they blew it. Now we've had, like, four more weeks since then where they've continued to stack the offensive performances mm-hmm. where we feel like a game like the way they couldn't execute against Washington is in the rear view mirror. They're not possible. That's, like, where I – am looking at this team now. So I feel like this is less of a trap game than the Washington game, but it is a trap game nonetheless. Um, here's the thing is, going into the Washington game, we had to stack three great games in a row from Justin. Right. Mm-hmm. So now Justin is going now going into his fourth game in this run where you can see snap by snap, play by play, he's gaining more confidence in being under center, behind center, and in this offense. And this was not the Justin that played against the commanders. This is a different kid who is now feeling himself. And, and like I said, growing that confidence. So, um, and he didn't have Chase Claypool in Washington. So, right. uh, look, like, 
the offense is going to look different this week, and I think it's look at, at this level. Schematics are one thing, but it's about the belief that you're better than the guy on the other side of the ball. And I believe the Bears think they're better than the Detroit defense. Bottom line. Sure. Bottom line is right there, D'Lo. Just one last question for you from me. With Ryan Poles being in his first year, he he's made a lot of big moves. Like whenever you trade a guy like Khalil Mack early on, don't resign Allen Robinson. You trade away Roquan, Robert Quinn, these big names, and then you go out and draft two defensive players first when everyone's mm-hmm. clamoring for offense. What do you make of Ryan Poles in so far? Um, what going into week ten now uh, of his, you know, being a general manager of the Chicago Bears, the tough decisions he's made, and obviously more that will come later on. But what do you make of what he's done so far, and just maybe the vision that you think he has moving forward? Well, I mean, he's following the plan that he told everybody. He's going to to value shop. He's going to find players who are not going to. He's not going to reach for high money free agents. He's not going to trade away draft capital, unlike our last GM, and he's going to slow build this thing. And, you know, I get it. It's hard to see guys like Roquan and Quinn and Khalil and Allen go away. Um, but then when you bring in Claypool and, I, and you look at $125 million under the cap and you look at draft capital, Pulse has got one job for next year, and it is to surround Justin with as much talent as possible. And I think he's on track to do that. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt until he proves me wrong otherwise. And right now, he's literally following the plan that he laid out six months ago. And he's, he's working it to the letter. Now we just need, it. we need to find some offensive line talent, some defensive line talent, and a number one receiver, and, and maybe a rush end. With $125 million and eight <laughs> draft picks, I think we can find that. Yeah. That, that, that's not a stretch. It's, it's far mm-hmm. different than the Bears of years before you're like, well, we've got $12 million under the cap, but we need nine guys. You know, we don't have that this year. We've got a, we've got currency, draft currency, and physical currency. And I think we got a guy in polls who's going to go out there and find it. Yeah, it's certainly a tall order, but I, I have a lot of faith in Ryan Poles. I love the way he's carried himself here so far as the Bears general manager. And he's, you know, and the other thing I love about him is how he faces the music. When the whole Tevin Jenkins thing was going mm-hmm. on, he came to the media and spoke to them. Before the New England game, I mean, that was kind of before this hype train has started to roll for this team. He could have showed up to the media today and puffed his chest out, but he didn't. Before the New England game, when things were still looking, you know, meek, he showed up and faced the music to the media. Mm-hmm. And that was something our for a previous GM uh, didn't do. So, uh, and the other thing too is, hey, Green, we watched Green Bay, you know, uh, build through the draft for how long now? And now, you know, we steal from their playbook. You know, on the field, let's steal from it off the field, build through the draft. You know, uh, it, hey, if they even trade back and they have like the seventh pick or something and then just keep adding that draft equity. I mean, the mm-hmm. Patriots are another example of doing that draft in and draft out. And they have, you know, like 15 picks every year because of it. And that mm-hmm. is the foundation of a successful franchise. And that's what we're trying to get here in Chicago. So D'Lo, uh, appreciate you coming on here tonight. Reach out to you over the weekend, and 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 I appreciate you, you know, hit me back that quick. And um, you know, it's nice to talk bears with you. We talked over the summer, so maybe mm-hmm. down the road, once we see the the final result of this whole season, maybe we can touch base once again. Absolutely, and I want to give a PSA real quick, a shout out to the Miami Dolphins. I love what you guys are doing down there. 
teaching your defensive backs the Heimlich maneuver is amazing because guys <laughs> might choke in the middle of a game just to the Miami Dolphins in a Heimlich maneuver. Let's put it out there. Hey, safety first, right? Safety first. You know what? Chase was probably – he was in a lot of stress at that point and needed to get something out of his windpipe. Just want to you put know, that out there. You know, and our teammate Love. here at CHGO Bears, Mark Carmen. I, I was curious because we did have a question in the chat from somebody that was curious if you still – can frog splash and we're really hoping over here at CHGO Bears when you if you when the day comes that you do come to one of our tailgates can we get you to frog splash Mark Carmen because there's I don't think anyone more fitting uh to to have this honor you know what as long as he signs a waiver I'll get my ass up on top of something and frog splash (laughs) (laughs) the bills you know they break tables we're gonna we're gonna start a new tradition where D-Lo just Frog splashes people, at, you know, at tailgates. I, I don't know. If, if it turns to a victory Monday, I'll do it every damn week. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, thanks again. We'll catch up with you real soon. And, uh, you know, let's go Bears. Maybe we got let's, ourselves a quarterback. Go Bears. We, we got a number one. Let's keep them healthy. Go oh, Bears. Yeah. We'll talk soon, D-Lo. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. That is D-Lo Brown of Impact Wrestling, uh, former WWF superstar and intercontinental champion. And for some weird reason, my friend, I don't know how the hell that happened, but, um, you know, weird things happen when you get into this, these sports, this sports media world that we sit in, Nick, you never know who you're going to come across. And, uh, you know, he's just such a diehard Bears fan. You know, it's just kind of funny sometimes when he texts me, I'm like, you know, you're always going to be D-Lo to me. I just want to talk about the rock and <laughs> the nation of domination. And he wants to talk bears. So I thought today, you know, coming on tonight and, and getting hyped because we talked in the, in, in, uh, before training camp started and we were all really buzzed about it. So I know he's been really excited, uh, to see how it's evolved today. So, uh, we thank him for coming on, but before we, uh, you know, tune tune out for the night and, and go watch some Monday night football and some college basketball that's on. I did want to shout out one of our sponsors, and that is Shy Town Custom Cornhole. They had two really nice sets at our tailgate yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the corner of Roosevelt and Michigan. And they are the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Their cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders, recessed in on the back, LEDs that light up the hole so you can play at night, and exterior handles for easy carrying and handcrafted scorekeepers. They're veteran-owned and operated. They ship anywhere and offer local pickups, so make sure you're always supporting local businesses like Chi-Town Cornhole. They specialize in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, and gifts for all occasions, and especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. So go check out their website, ChitownCornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Shy Town Custom Cornhole Boards all day long. The Christmas season is almost upon us, as I keep saying each week. It's a perfect gift for your tailgating friend or family member. So make sure you hit up Shy Town Custom Cornhole. Let's go. So 
Uh, Nick, you know, we're, we, we're rounding third and now finally heading home. We're going to keep this CHGO Bears after dark short and sweet. You've been working hard on the beat. You're in the locker room. You're at Hallis Hall. Any final thoughts as we now pass Monday, you know, as we, as we get into the thick of the week and, and some of the coverage, you know, what, what, what should we expect from you? Some of the articles or shows you have coming up or any, any thoughts you have on the team overall? You know, Greg, I was just thinking about just rewatching most of the game um, today, just the offensive line. I know Justin Fields gets a lot of credit for what he's doing and all the improvised plays and design runs and how he's just overall playing. But I don't think I would have believed, you know, if someone were to tell me the offensive line, how it looks today, how it's performing too as a unit, you know, up, up until week nine, that I, I would believe anybody saying that would be a good unit because just, again, there's so many different fluctuations of players in and out and, right. you know, just how the, the unit was playing. You go back to that Washington game we were talking about earlier. We we're like, Ryan Poles has set up Justin Fields to fail this season. We're never going to truly evaluate him, but that offensive line is, is starting to click. And, it, you know, it's still like Larry Borum's not even in the equation. Maybe, maybe Riley Reef is supposed to be the guy playing right tackle, but, I've just been really impressed with what that unit's been able to do specifically over the last couple of weeks in terms of allowing just fields to have some time to just read the field, make, make that decision. If he wants to throw it deep, like there's time to throw it. Of course, there's going to be times where he has to improvise and use his legs and it's got given ability, but I'm really liking how this unit has, has kind of turned a corner. We still need to see it come, you know, come to fruition over these past couple of weeks here. They Detroit Lions obviously have Aiden Hutchinson. We've got to see how that that's going to play out on Sunday. But I'm liking what that unit's doing right now and allowing Justin Fields to be the guy that we're all seeing he can be. So that was just kind of one of the thoughts I was, you know, that came to my mind as I was watching back the game. And also, you know, you mentioned, and I still have to do my homework on the Detroit Lions a little bit more, but like, this was a shootout this past Sunday versus the Bears and Dolphins. I don't see why it's not a shootout on Sunday again with right. what the Lions are capable. They were they were trading touchdowns with the Dolphins too at Ford Field. You know, just you know, two weeks two weeks that's ago. That's not easy to play down there. No, it's not. And then it was like the self or no, inflicted that's Detroit Ford Field. I yeah, apologize. but it, it's like then they had the self inflicted mistakes that Detroit is you know known for, and then they got that game away from them. So. As I'm, you know, just starting the preparation, the early preparation for what Sunday's going to be, and shootout, seeing, like, and who are you going to take? Jared Goff or Justin Fields? And we all know that answer. Right. And for whoever, you know, watches and listens to the show, Justin Fields clearly answers. So it's, it's exciting to see that. Last week, last year at Soldier yeah. Field. And that he was did. with that Nagy complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that then completely different from what we're seeing from Getze and how he's scheming guys open and trusting, you know, the guys that they do have to make plays. So it's been exciting to see this turn for the Bears and this offensive explosion really happen right before our eyes. Yeah, well, when you talk about the trickle-down effect, you know, uh, when with Chase Claypool, and now look at, you know, how Darnell Mooney's reaping the rewards of that acquisition. You mentioned mm-hmm. the offensive line playing much better. Well, look who's emerging now because the offensive line is playing better and doesn't need as much help. Cole Komet, three mm-hmm. touchdowns in the last two weeks. Well, that's because he doesn't have to stay in and help block. He can get out and get run some passing routes 
and 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 get some catches and get in the end zone and get some scores so they can get people like caveman Greg to stop saying how he sucks on postgame shows like I did to start the year. And you know what? Good for him. I hope he shuts me up because this to me was a big prove it year for Cole Komet. I thought he looked great at training camp and in the preseason. I thought he was ready to take another step. And then to start the year, there was just so much herky jerkiness to the offense and struggle. And we, you know, as fans, it's sometimes it's hard to put your finger on it, especially when there's a talent deficiency going on. But I think the other thing we all underestimated and didn't give its fair time was Luke Getze finding his rhythm within this offense because he played it so conservative calling plays to start the year and week by week, he adds more wrinkles to the offense. And, but ever since the giants game, they've completely turned a corner with passing the ball with more, you know, confidence and calling plays with more confidence in that regard, spreading it out at times. Now there's QB design runs. We've been seeing for the last two or three or four weeks. That's helped the offense immensely. Now you're seeing even more like, um, to me, the the end around that Mooney ran where everybody's saying he could have thrown it to Justin Fields on the other side. Now, now they're running, you know, trick plays like that. So, like, to start the year, there was none of that. They, they wouldn't even go for it on third and six. They're running a draw and, and saying we're punting. Now it's to the point where I don't care what down and distances is. I'm like, they're getting the first down here. You know, that's how I felt the entire time watching the game. I I didn't, I felt there was no doubt in my mind that Justin Fields was going to go down. It was whoever had the ball last was going to win. That's how I felt. And then the refs pulled that from us with some, with a terrible call on Chase Claypool. But to, to have that evolution is so nice. And the trickle down effect, I think is in full effect. And a lot of that credit goes to the players for sticking to this and Luke Getze for finding his rhythm as an offensive coordinator and a play caller, and obviously Justin Fields literally carrying this team is uh, the biggest factor of all of it, all due respect to Luke Getze. But uh, without Justin Fields, you know, you can you can call all the plays you want, but Justin is the one making a lot of this happen. So uh, it'll be interesting. I can't wait for Sunday. I could care less about the rest of this week. You know, laying bricks. I'm just like one brick. I'm like Justin Fields. The next brick, Justin Fields. Like, then somebody says something. I'm like, I just want to talk about the game. I don't want to talk about what you know the next wall we're laying. Shut up. You know, like this is all I I am fully immersed in this now. It's so exciting, and it doesn't matter. Like to me, they can keep losing games, and I'm just going to be just as excited the next week to watch this team play because we get to see a franchise quarterback evolve and turn hopefully into a superstar quarterback and one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And you know what? Embrace that, Greg, because, you know, Justin Fields is here and he just, you know, and we're just the audience watching him do what he does. So that's been really exciting. Two quick things you mentioned about Komet and Luke Getze. Komet talked about that today in his press conference. He said yesterday's game was the most comfortable he's ever felt. You saw him do a bunch of different things with jet motion, getting under center, obviously catching two touchdowns, the most comfortable he's ever felt. And he also talked about Luke Getz in the play calling. He just said it makes sense when he calls plays. When they're in the huddle and they're like, and Justin is, you know, calling out the play, the players are thinking, oh, man, what a great play call. That makes sense. That's what Cole Komet's thinking, you know, as the plays are being called. So the confidence that you get from your play caller to when you hear the play and then as a player executing the play, 
you know, that's where you see an offense that is truly starting to mesh, be in sync and create good things, you know, based off of those plays and off that execution. So that it's been great to see, you know, Cole Komet have that emergence. And, you know, the past two weeks, he scored the most touchdowns out of any tight ends in the league. So it's good to see him producing in the red zone, but you just need to keep that consistency. That's going to be the thing. The Bears can keep putting up points and be as productive as they, maybe not as productive, that's a high level, but you need to keep that consistency over the next couple of weeks and hopefully throughout this season because it's all about Justin Fields now because uh, defense ain't there. Might as well just, uh, again, be in some shootouts and see what Justin Fields can do. 100%. Consistency is key. What is the? What am I going to say next, Nick? Uh, I I don't even know. No, it, with, with you know what's oh brick by brick, brick by brick, baby. <laughs> I'm like that, I knew that was coming. That is what it's all about. Consistency, brick. That's what brick by brick means. Consistency, and and before you know it, you got yourself a beautiful thing that you can look at. So, um, uh, appreciate you coming on, Nick, helping me out, prepping for this show. Uh, it was fun to have D'Lo Brown on. Shout out to him once again for coming on, uh, Cody. Uh, of course, from CHGO Bets and, and CHGO Cubs, always helping us make money here, talking some Monday Night Football props. Uh, we'll see him next week, get some more money out of our pockets from him uh, to help, you know, spend on DraftKings, uh, you know, which is who sponsors this show, powered by DraftKings. Use the code CHGO. Uh, so thank you again for everybody for tuning in tonight. Hit the subscribe Please hit the like button on your way out. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, we appreciate all the support. And if you go to allchgo.com, you can, you know, subscribe to us, you know, and, and be a part of the CHGO family and get all the extra written content and material that's available there on our website. Uh, so make sure you're following along with Nick, Nick Moriano at Nicholas Moriano on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have more written content and, and shows to come. Obviously, Thursday they'll be doing their game preview with Will DeWitt, who's enjoying a night with his family at Assembly Hall, some Indiana basketball, and I'll be giving him crap for that because I am the resident Boilers fan here at CHGO. So, uh, and you're the Iowa fan. So we got all – and then Kevin is uh, – Kevin Kadix, a Wisconsin fan. We got all mm -hmm. sorts of Northwestern losers in our group. And no. uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean, they're going to be bottom of the barrel. We know this. So uh, Rob Schwartz coming to the tailgate on Sunday. I love it. Uh, uh, hopefully all of the rest of you that are tuning in can uh, hop in with Rob and come to the tailgate and have some fun with us. Uh, we'll be there bright and early Sunday morning, getting excited for bears lions and another week of the Justin field show. So again, that wraps things up for tonight. Thanks for tuning in. Follow CHGO Bears all week long. Shows at noon, after dark on Thursday. Game coming up on Sunday. Let's go. Bear down. Good night.
Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.